It's time once again to talk about our favorite TV shows of 2019. It's the Last King podcast. It's 2020, by the way. Yeah, whatever. Hello, it's the Last King Podcast, and uh, this was a very rambly bring-in, but uh, this is me, Centric Tom. This is me, uh, Shafiq. And this is me, Mr. Toffee. How are you, Mr. Toffee? Uh, yeah, good, good. Just a little jet lag from my trip. But oh. Yeah, we're going to be talking about a lot of TV shows, right? Like, we're going to be celebrating the stuff that we enjoyed in 2019, since now it's 2020. Comes the whole obligatory, hey, we're going to, let's remember back when we liked these shows back in 2019. It's not necessarily obligatory, it's more along the lines of, uh, we took our time to really gather our thoughts rather than try and like shit one, like, best of yeah, year-end episode. Yeah, we took our sweet time, we took our sweet yeah. time. Because we're professionals, sir, and... Absolutely, it was nothing to do with scheduling conflicts. What are yes. you talking about? Yeah. And also real-life stuff happening too, like, no, that's th- time to watch all these awesome TV shows, guys, come on. Which is why we're probably going to not mention your favorite TV show, whoever's listening to this yes, right now. Yeah. Exactly. Because there's been too much content that came out in 2019. Uh, we're only going to be talking about our standout ones and our favorite ones. So if, uh, you know, maybe for the sake of SEO, uh, we mean, let's all let's just list down the, the, the shows you're not going to mention. We're not going to mention The Witcher, even well, though we've all seen it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But since I mentioned The Witcher, it's going to be in the SEO. Yeah, and I mean, like, it... Well, I mean, it might appear in a list, but we're not going to, like, talk in depth about it. We're also not going to talk in depth about Dark Materials, um, much to my dismay, but hey, you know, that's just how it is. Did you like it, by the way? Yeah. I mean, it was very BBC, and when I saw that, it was because it was the guy who wrote uh, The Cursed Child, who wrote every single uh, episode, maybe a little bit disappointed. How about this? Let's maybe lead up to our favourite shows for 2019 by talking about our least favourite shows for 2019. What were the major disappointments, boys? Game of Thrones? I mean, like... Yeah, that's the one. Everybody shares that sentiment. Yeah. I'm trying to think like any other show that really disappointed me. I think Watchmen was a little bit... Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed with Watchmen. I I didn't get to watch it, but how bad? I mean, was it bad? It's not terrible. It's basically... it lacks the ambition of something that the Watchmen brand deserves is one thing, but another thing is like, you can see they were kind of not limited to their imagination, but limited to their budgets. Yeah. And I also was very much against the idea of having Dr. Manhattan return and uh, bringing right, him right. back in a way I felt was like, yeah, this is too, I would even say coincidental. It's like, yeah, you just needed him to appear for the sake of the reference. Mm-hmm. Because I gotta, met, I gotta ask, how is Don Johnson in this Watchmen show? Though? Oh, he lasts but a whole episode. Mm-hmm. So okay. So basically, he he's is, not even in flashbacks, is he? Oh, he, he uh, briefly. He does appear once in a while, but uh, he is the Sean Bean of this franchise. Oh man, that's so yeah. It's not a spoiler. Everybody knows he gets lynched in the first episode. It's literally the first episode, and it's mm-hmm. now a few months ago so you know i mean for me the most disappointing tv show i would love to give to dracula because apparently the bbc counts tv shows sometimes as one and a half hour long episodes it came out on netflix oh no you see mm-hmm. uh, i can tell you the problem with uh, dracula it's made Steven by Stephen moffat who is <laughs> yeah. the most pretentious asshole working in british television didn't he the guy who peaked at doctor who no, he didn't if i peak, recall he right ruined he doctor ruined who. doctor who oh, <laughs> okay it only became good again once he left mm. Wait, oh uh, when greg capaldi took over right no he he made capaldi unwatchable yeah oh my after, god how do you yeah but how do you go to one of the most popular doctor who's of all time from david tennant and you kind of ease the people in with adrian smith right no with uh matt oh matt that was matt, matt yeah my matt bad, something. yeah 
And then, okay, let's go old again. Well, sure. The thing is that Capaldi is a good actor. The problem is just that the script was fucking atrocious. I guess. But apparently the new Doctor is good. I just haven't gone around to watching it yet. Uh, I've seen it. It's fine. But yeah. I would say, not... I don't think the new Doctor, despite... She's doing a good job. I feel she doesn't have enough meat in the script, let alone also enough charisma to kind of attract a whole new generation of fans. So the likes maybe of better what, writers for this? I would even I say better writers too because it feels like uh, everything ever since the... So, I mean, we have to say that David Tennant was definitely the, the renaissance of the Doctor Who mm-hmm. brand mm-hmm. where they made Daleks like kind of cool again. Yeah. And they made the, the lore and the mythology. Like a sonic screwdriver... Sounds ridiculous when you say it, but when fucking David Tennant says it, it's like, yeah, you know. Yeah, and it also made one of the best bits of TV you've ever seen, uh, the Weeping Angels episode. True. And, I mean, despite the fact that a lot of people complain about how uh, when David Tennant's character decided to recycle himself, Mm. and he had a line that everybody kind of didn't disagree with, but I also kind of felt like, I don't know, there's just something about him and his charisma and his presence that... Unfortunately, it's going to cast a gigantic shadow over who else decides to step up to the plate. Yeah. And the fact that Capaldi's Doctor Who didn't leave a bad taste in people's mouths, I think people just felt like this was very average. I think also because we will have seen him as Malcolm Tucker in The Mm. Thick of It. Yeah, that too. And he was such a fucking tornado of swear words and scottishisms yeah and it's very easy to be reserved and like you know be the doctor or like kind of like scared and like or like a little bit like you know kid appropriate rather than you know <laughs> oh my god I no really but i would have loved it. the sweary doctor who actually now that you think about it yeah that would have been like you fucking clowns <laughs> you, f- like, you cocksucker dalek <laughs> I just watch like a Dalek start crying because it's been verbally abused. I mean, how about you, Mr. Duffy? What was your most disappointing show? I That's the thing. Uh, I've watched a couple of shows. They're not completely terrible. I mean, even the animated stuff like the latest She-Ra or the Dragon Prince, they were like okay at best with some highlights here and there. But really, I mean, if I have to really dig up something as terrible, it's still the the crowd favorite choice Game of Thrones because Tell you what. at the end of the day watching it it's like they really ended it like that you know question mark question mark so, so that's it yeah because Disney promised some guys some sweet Disney cash and when they shit the bed with Game of Thrones oh apparently you can't make a hit anymore sorry we, we're not going to give you sweet what Disney cash truly, <laughs> what truly um, I annoyed me was discovering that they had never worked in TV before they got Game of Thrones and the other person they were interviewing, she has something like 15 years of TV experience. Mm-hmm. And oh, man. Yeah. So it's, it's just a case of like two frat boys failing upwards. I guess. And like, it's, not only that, it's a miracle that the first five seasons were good. I think they were lucky because George R. R. Martin was still around to kind of shepherd them a bit. Yeah. Like, they could obviously like follow a guideline. When they have to come up with their own original stories, they are mediocre at best I guess so and then they totally forget the character bibles by the time like season 7 rolled around yeah they started to like reinvent things so kind of like it was a rush job so I don't know but I would still say Game of Thrones is the TV show of the decade I mean despite the, yeah. the shit last two seasons what it established with the first five was beyond anything anybody could have imagined oh 100% yeah. very influential it actually made other TV shows kind of follow that sort of template like The Witcher <laughs> like there you go yeah. yes. I would definitely say it's a start of a TV renaissance it is definitely uh, it was definitely and also because it paired along with the likes of like The Walking Dead 
Breaking Bad was still going when it came out as well. Mm. Oh, yeah. 2010-ish, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It was a good handing of the torch. Uh, you know, TV just got smarter and more expensive, which, you know, I thoroughly approved and appreciated, but now it also kind of feels like, well, thank God for the boys, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But how about this? Uh, if you can't think of what is the most disappointing show, can I tell you what should be your most disappointing show, Mr. Toffee? Uh, what should be mine? Yeah. yeah what is it? It yeah. should be The Mandalorian because it's only available on Disney+. Plus. Ah. <laughs> that was Good. almost a good segue. It is yeah, the segue. <laughs> but here's the thing. It's also one of my favorite TV shows what? I've seen the entire year. Yes. So you, if you can actually so. find some way to watch it through like <laughs> credit uh, international credit cards and VPNs. Let, let's insert yes. nothing but huge disclaimers before we talk about The Mandalorian, which yes. we did. Yep. Okay, but yes, uh, we saw it somehow mm, via various channels. Yeah, like we said, international <laughs> credit cards and VPNs. That's it's it. available That's all you need. in New Zealand, so it's fine. Yep, we're we're technically go. in, uh, what do you call the Asia-Pac region. Yeah. Yes, yes. Australia, Asia-Pac, New Zealand, yeah, it counts. It counts. Doesn't it, yeah, do, yeah. Don't we count as Australasia sometimes? Yeah, Australasia, yes. Some I servers mean, yeah, in like, video games do that. Yeah, we're all yeah. colonies, sir. Yeah. England doesn't mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, before we get... I mean, we've already talked about the Mandalorian, our Star Wars episode, and saying that it's kind of like a new hope. Especially given the recent Star Wars deluge and the ending of a particular movie, I that mean, we kinda it's not just kind of a new for. hope; it's literally a new hope it's for the franchise. Wow. <laughs> it's the last hope for this. It's the last, okay, the last hope. Loaded wow. piece of shit. And I kind of wait for the second season when it's Revenge of the Hope. <laughs> yeah, Revenge of the Hope. Yes, yes. The hope, strikes, the hope back. strikes back. <laughs> yeah, there so we here go. Comes the fans, like we want yeah. this shit. Okay, we're gonna do TV from now on. Hey. Yeah, um, yeah, but I think what's really charming about this uh, sci-fi show as is we Baby Yoda. Not th- no, no, not <laughs> just that. It's like going back to what George Lucas wanted, had done before, right? Make it a Western sci-fi slash um, Hidden Cook. Fortress, Archer yeah. Kurosawa kind of tribute, but with a TV budget. And I don't know, it's actually kind of expensive for a show of this like eight-episode magnitude. I mean, we just mentioned stuff everything. like Game of Thrones, right? It's like mm. a, te- a TV budget nowadays isn't as like... A, a TV budget is a medium film release now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. And sometimes per episode. Yeah. Like the last yeah. season of Game of Thrones was what, like eight million per episode or something obscene? Mm-hmm. Does that even include salaries? Yeah, that's just like production. Uh, salaries, cost. production, scripts, and it's re- like write, it, drafts. Yeah, and it's not like even marketing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and marketing oh, yeah, is probably a huge brunt so of it. So much on marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But okay, okay. I mean, I also kind of also want to mention some of my honorable mentions, which I actually saw on a plane, like during one of my <laughs> trips back then. Uh, so there's this couple of shows I saw: Fleabag and Succession. Mm. Once, okay, Fleabag, I think you guys heard about it. It's about a woman who talks, uh, breaks the fourth wall, oversexed, has trouble with her family and relationships and shit. Lonely old woman. I've seen it, but yes. Sense, I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's really, really kind of fun, like witty stuff, as well as the second season, especially where you actually get introduced to the hot priest. Doesn't have a name, it's just called the priest, that's it. The hot priest. And, the hot yes, priest. That's no, it, literally, they just call him the yes. priest. Yeah, and Fleabag is Fleabag. They never actually revealed her name at all, which is kind of creative. They kind of kept it going, per se. Did you know and it's based on Phoebe Waller-Bridge's Edinburgh uh, one-woman show? Yeah. Yep, yep, and it was. At the time, people didn't like it very much. Fleabag? Uh, like, The Guardian gave it three stars and said it was like... Uh, they have no idea what they're talking about. Budget. 
Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think because uh, maybe as a, in a TV show setting where you're limited to like six episodes and like 20, th- 25 minutes, it actually makes the pacing all the more rapid fire-ish per se. I mean, you got no, That's Wallace what I acting. loved about it because it's basically the kind of uh, show you can consume during a commute. Mm. Exactly, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, it's up there with maybe like uh, along the lines of like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt in terms of like this is nice bite-sized comedy. Yeah. yeah, and you don't need to feel like attached to it too much, and I mean it doesn't feel like too much effort to just return to an episode and rewatch it. Yeah, yeah, even on its own merit and all that, you can actually get what's going on per se, thanks to the comedy and the writing. It just comes out like rapid fire stuff, especially with the relationship between Phoebe, uh, what's that Fleabag, and her sister Claire. Like that's those are the gem mines of the episodes where they try to bond even though they really cannot, per se. I love those, yeah, especially. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. speaking as a person who had a sister once. Oh wait, yeah, I still do. Damn it. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I would say this, right? My only complaint about flea bag? Not yeah. enough fleas. Uh, <laughs> yes, true that, true that. Uh, what are bags when it comes to fleas? For some yes. reason. <laughs> and no bags too, yeah. Uh, oh, and also another TV show I want to bring up. Uh, have you guys seen the HBO show Succession? I've before? seen the first season. I enjoyed it. I feel like yeah. I've seen it because everyone on Twitter won't shut up about it. <laughs> that's true although they actually talk more about The Witcher lately but anyway the second mm-hmm. season actually isn't too bad because it actually deals with the fallout from the first season <clears throat> and goes on from here and there you're actually just watching it for you really hate the characters in the film be it the guy named Tom or um, yeah, Tom's even a the dick. father figure Logan <laughs> yeah Tom's a dick yes, yes. Logan as well um, Kendall kind of likeable but still a dick as well has own problems here and there and especially Roman, <laughs> fun party guy who's actually a pretty sad guy who wants to vindicate people per se. Mm. Yeah, I've seen, wonder... I've seen these archetypes before. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, there's the writing and everything that kind of makes it like you hate these people, but you just want to watch and see how they fall or how they actually get out of a scrap per se, or how they actually want to, you know, take over the father's business here and there. Can so I... the second season is more like a focus on Shiv. This is the daughter. Yeah. And the fallout from Kendall basically trying to win back the graces of his dad after the first season's uh, repercussions here and there. I would say like uh, Succession to me feels like, uh, and I mean, I mean, this is the best parable I can think of. I mean, parallel. I mean, it's like it reminds me of Entourage, but you're not rooting for them at all. Exactly. <laughs> yes. You know yes. what I mean? You want these guys to fail. Like they they have uh, moments of being lovable assholes, but most of the time it's like. No, I really want these scumbags to feel. <laughs> yeah, to feel the pain, you know, like of being back, of backstabbing each other. Per it's kind se. of like a nature documentary in that case. Like you're not emotionally yes. invested. You're just watching like, <laughs> yeah, some weird subhuman creatures. I want some sweet cosmic justice to just fall on this bit, like you know. <clears throat> but I would also say right that what that's what makes for great quality television because you're on the edge of your seat watching them succeed even through the slimiest methods. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then yeah. you think to yourself like, yeah, this is how the real world works. Oh man, thank you for like serving reality back to me mm-hmm. in the form of a TV show disguised to mask my own indifferences and hatred yeah. of the world. Yeah. <laughs> the show was made for me, I get. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. I, I know these assholes. <laughs> yeah, I've worked with them. I've worked I still under them work with stuff, these assholes. Yes. Ah! No, the worst is if you work for these assholes. Yeah. Yeah, which we have at one point. Oh, anyway, so have so. I. Yes. Ooh, boy. Yeah. Ooh, rich people suck. So definitely. Uh, speaking of uh, when rich people sucking, working for people who have no idea what to do with their jobs. Tom. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm so I, 
It's gonna be nothing but shitty segues. It's 2020, we're still hungover from the New Year's party. <laughs> exactly, yeah. All that hangover from the beers and the wines and whatnot. Beers and wines? Which party talking, did okay, you hard, go to? I'm talking about hard spirits. <laughs> okay, hard spirits, okay, okay. Vodka, Land of America, dude, it's all beers and shit. It's all beers and shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no wonder that their beer sucks if it's got shit exactly. in it. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, Especially the floaty ones, yeah. So, I think... The floaty ones? <laughs> All right, let me try and... That's a good head, sir, not a shit. <laughs> let's, let me put this train back on the yeah. rails. Yep. So I think it's not surprising what my first choice for TV of 2019 is. Chernobyl. Really? Not Queer Eye? Fuck Queer Eye. <laughs> Especially the last season of Queer Eye. They went to Tokyo. Yes, and then did the standard, like, clueless Americans have no idea that cultures are not the same. Like, be out and proud. Like, it's literally not a Japanese thing to do that. <laughs> but you have to believe in yourself and, like, shut the fuck up and go home. <laughs> anyway, Chernobyl. Wow. I mean, I already... Speaking of a shit show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Chernobyl. <laughs> Chernobyl? Not the show. I mean, the, the, actual, the actual event. The situation and the actual thing that happened. I mean, I'm not going to retread everything that we talked about. Oh, we remember you loved it, yeah. 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 It's just like, no show has managed to achieve both like tension, anxiety, and fascination in every single episode. Like even the weakest one, which is episode four. Mm, for me, it's the one where they visit the village, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Barry Keogh was the one who was in it too, right? Yeah. Uh, Why the Last Man? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, the cast is absolutely astounding. I agree, uh, yeah. And... Hey, good on you, a TV show that kind of taught me how a nuclear reactor works. No, oh, yes, I don't, the last episode. I don't think it explained to us how it works. They well, just explained to us how it failed. Well, yeah. like, he, he kind Which of is, yeah, he gives yeah. an idea of like, how it balances itself out. It's like, huh, that is... Well, I guess that's why I'm not a nuclear physicist. You know, what's strange, no <laughs> you know what's strange context to me after that? Yeah. Is like, Homer Simpson is in charge of that every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely has a horrifying revelation like, about, you think about it. Springfield, like, oh wow, uh, Spring, Springfield is a walking they, time bomb. They are literally one door away to Fallout Four. <laughs> 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 I would like to see a Fallout well, Simpsons I mean, edition, though. To yeah. be fair, I think. Well, you have. They have the three-eyed fish and all that. Yes. Remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, once per fish. season they have a near nuclear meltdown. True. Yeah. Like, remember the time when he gets super fat and he blocks like the water explosion <laughs> by stuck in a hole. Ah, uh, Simpsons. Still Homer good. in the Moo skirt. That's a yeah. very traumatizing sight. S- still amazing. Only available on Disney Plus. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, that makes me sad. <laughs> oh. No, all the new seasons. I think some of the old seasons are still available, licensed elsewhere. I, I think, just don't know where. <laughs> I think FX has like their own streaming show in the US. Or if you're lucky, yep, some of the, the exi- uh, some of the episodes still exist on network television. Hey. <laughs> just plug it in, plug it into the wall, see what happens. <laughs> yeah, anything into like just into the wall, not into a soccer or anything. Just like plug a wire into a hole and see what happens. Yeah. Oh look, programming. <laughs> Mom, what's this? It's called the news. <laughs> Why is it so grainy? Oh, because it's using analog. Analog. <laughs> What is this mysterious contraption? <laughs> it's, so, ca- <laughs> it's called broadcasting, son. <laughs> What's broadcasting, daddy? Uh, it's when you take the signals and you convert it into a high frequency that can only be picked up by 
So what you need to do is you need to have. I'm too, it's too late. I'm already playing Fortnite. Okay. <laughs> in magic, it's it takes like a minute to explain things. Like, yeah, you're doing it wrong. No, no, no. The people live in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Little tiny elves, you know, yeah. doing a TV show. They change yeah. costumes every day and play different characters to entertain you. Yes, yes. <laughs> Don't look behind the box, son. That's <laughs> where they get changed. You know? <laughs> That's where they <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Wow! Oh, now I really want to see behind the TV. So Chernobyl. <laughs> Speaking of meltdowns. <laughs> yeah, this episode is a nuclear meltdown. But yeah, Chernobyl, fantastic. So honorable mentions. These are stuff which I thought was really good, but I couldn't replace Chernobyl. First up is the boys because, oh my god, was that so much fun? Dude, anything with that dolphin is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> quality television right there yeah. yeah i think you're cute too before he fucking <laughs> crashes right through the windshield oh, when he tries to and he gets squashed by run over yes. <laughs> you know what i love about garth and his stuff is like oh it's okay to be a bit of a dick <laughs> yep. it's yeah. fun to laugh at shit like this once in a while no i mean the only thing which i real complaint i have about the boys is that i cut out the scene where um what's his name uh blender Homelander, yeah. Homelander uh, jacks off over New York City. <laughs> oh, okay. Because HP was like, okay, no, Amazon was like, okay, come on. <laughs> we have some standards. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, uh, Bojack Season 6 was phenomenal return to form. I was a little disappointed with Season 5. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was, you know, back to what we liked about Bojack. Annoying that we only got one half of it. But, but it was a good cliffhanger. I have to one admit. hell of a cliffhanger. Bloody yes. hell. No, by the time this episode comes out, the second part of the season will probably have started. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I, I'm going to burn through that. And then otherwise, good play season four. Oh uh, my God. That's also not bad too. Brilliant. Uh, again, they split in half because they are. this is the final season. So I guess they're mm-hmm. like dragging out a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, the Witcher, I thought was really solid first season, but too many problems to say it's my favorite. Shall we touch on it? Because we are the last game, we are kind of a video games podcast. Okay, let's do yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a very quick thing. Um, I'll just put it on the table. I really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. um, but I've not played the games yet. I thought you I, played part three. I yeah. played the first half an hour. Uh, Wait, is it you or your wife playing it on your Steam account? Oh, that's my wife. She, oh, she's okay. played more of The Witcher than you have. She's played 135 hours of The Witcher. <laughs> she's just going around so talking aggressive, to people. Aggressive. <laughs> so I had to ask her what was happening half the time, which was a weird <laughs> reversal. Because yeah, yeah, that's my it's, role. it's an interesting reversal. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, wait, she's in charge of the lore? This I gotta see. Yeah, she becomes lore master. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> now I understand how she feels half the time when we're watching stuff. So like, why is, <laughs> why is his hair white? Because he's really old. <laughs> Yeah, he is actually very fucking old. And I don't think... No, the cast was fantastic. Henry Cavill, my god. I Yeah, I, he nailed it. I yeah. believed in him because I could tell that he really loves the franchise. And I think he... People don't give enough a chance because the main problem with the Superman of the Zack... The Snyderverse is the Zack Snyder aspect, not him. I think he was a good choice, just there was a bad script which didn't like really help... I, I mean, I would say this, it's like, uh, I don't know, because to me also there's a little bit of a meta going on here where it feels like Henry Cavill was going to play the greatest boy scout on planet Earth, but Zack Snyder decided to darken him up and it left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. So it really made sense for whoever decided to cast Henry Cavill is like, okay, we got to play to what the fans want. 
mm-hmm. because then it only becomes like a palate cleanse for Superman, but also at the same time because we've seen him in other things. Like Man from Uncle, he's fantastic. Fuck him in Mission Impossible was oh, like yeah. oh, one yeah, of my favorite. Impossible, you know, like, you know, it was worth <laughs> the mustache, and then like seeing him as uh, Geralt of Rivia, and like I was kind of uh, pleasantly surprised that oh he does the video game voice. Yeah. So yeah. it's like okay, well, I mean he's a real fucking gamer. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. Look at all his biceps from all that gaming he does. <laughs> he, he almost missed his... I mean, like, you can't see us here, uh, Last King fans, but we're ripped and shredded the fuck yeah. right here. Well, he missed his... <laughs> thing is, he missed his uh, call-up for uh, Man of Steel because he was uh, raiding in WoW. That sounds exactly like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. What would we would you know be what? doing? Okay, he's legit. And he, he also he played Warhammer 2 six times through, so... Well, he has the accent for it. Oh, yeah. No, he's... <laughs> he is, like, hardcore gamer who happens to be... Superman. Yeah. Like, in real and, life. And built, like, yeah. a brick shit house. Yeah, yeah. You Didn't he that, fuck yeah. the most in the Tudors? I think so, yeah. So it's like, that's the dream, boys. <laughs> just yes. keep playing Just keep playing video games and one day you too can yeah. be super. Can be like Henry Cavill. Yes. yes. But <laughs> not just Henry Cavill. I would say that uh, Anya Shalotra, who plays Yennefer, was fantastic. I loved her, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah she's good. Uh, she's Siri, good. she wasn't given a lot to do, but I think that we'll see more of her season two. I mean, she was literally, to me, I wouldn't say the weakest part of the show, but she was definitely, well, that's the Deus Ex Machina running around right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but the obvious focus was on Geralt and Yennefer anyway. I kind of disagree. I think the obvious focus was on Yennefer and the politics. I felt like, for me, uh, I enjoyed the show, but I didn't enjoy it as much because I felt like, uh, not because I'm I'm a fan of the games per se, but more along the lines of like, I was kind of hoping for this to be more X-Files-ish. More like monster hunting. Yeah, it's like, I, I would have loved it to be a creature of the week. But they decided to do the Game of Thrones thing and establish like the whole uh, the situation between like Nilfgaard and the rest of the realm, which I'm fine with. If it was something that happened in the background, which like provided more along the lines of a framework for Geralt, as he was like you know basically yeah. incredible hulking his way through each episode, you know helping different villages and towns. But I mean, it felt kind of disappointing a little bit because the moments where I look forward to is when I see Geralt kick ass. But most of the times when we do cut back to Gerald when something happens with Fringilla or like with uh, Yennefer, yep, yep. it's just him and the Bart hanging out. So uh, it felt less like Creature of the Week, more like Hercules' legendary adventures. And it, uh, definitely, a lot of people are saying they got big Xena vibes from some of the episodes. It's literally Xena vibes for me, yeah. Well, hey, people fucking love Xena. I fucking love Xena, but yep. Xena kicks ass every episode. That's true. There's episodes where Gerald just sleeps through the entire episode. <laughs> yeah, the last episode, well, because he got bit by a ghoul, give him a chance. He got bit by a ghoul, decided to take a nap all the way, and there was even that scene when, uh, during the raid of uh, Sintra, where mm-hmm. like he was just locked up the whole time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know you could really use this guy right now, you have locked up in the tower. Well, that's because Kalanthe was not thinking very well because it, the, there's nothing makes a character more interesting than hubris it's <laughs> like well, I mean, what like, and then literally as she's dying on the sofa it's like unleash the ultimate weapon we've lost him what the ultimate weapon oh, we're <laughs> fucked well i mean i will say that i think that queen kalanthe is my favorite like uh supporting act she's my favorite grandmother yeah because she was <laughs> a really nice mix of nuance between you know, competent, but also like having to play up certain aspects because of like the role she's in. And yeah, I agree. Like I, I watched her because she was so complex, and that was nice to see. Really complex? I would say she's complex because like you could see 
part of her wants to be a certain thing, but like her role demands she has to be something else as well. She has to like jump between the two of them. <clears throat> I wouldn't call it complex, but I, I know where you're coming from. Yeah. Like, well, okay, maybe nuance might be a better way of describing it. I mean, she's not one note. Yeah. But uh, no, one note is definitely the bard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although, Get it? One note. Guys, come on. Give me yeah, a reaction. That's fair enough. <laughs> okay, um, fair, fair. And <laughs> also, that song is still stuck in my fucking head. Toss it, Corey. Have, you, have yeah. you heard the remixes so far? Which hey, is your favorite? Hey, there's a guy who did a Dio version of it, and that fucking kings. <laughs> you know what? I have a version that's going to kick everybody's ass. It's just Toss Your Witcher. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for setting up that joke for me, boy. It doesn't scan <laughs> properly, but whatever. No, it does, it does scan properly on certain channels. And with and... our SEO. <laughs> Anyway, and uh, my last uh, honorable mention will be his dark materials. Because polar bears, why not? I mean, the thing is that I'm a big fan of the original book series and I hated the movie when it came out. Mm. And so, whilst it's not perfect, there are definitely serious issues tied to the guy who wrote it and also because it's a BBC budget. So, like, they've it felt a bit limited in some ways and like there was a scene which was meant to be like a big battle which was over in like five minutes really did they cut away from <clears throat> it or is it because they cut away from it okay uh the part when did you watch it i watched it yeah where the two bears fought oh yeah there's a part <clears throat> in the movie where like the other one gets his like jaw uh, smashed off but you don't see that here because no. because bbc because bbc but hbo have full control next season because uh what Richard or David? Which Attenborough is it? Uh, yeah, he would have lost his shit. No, the mighty polar bear would not. Well, I mean, <laughs> lower. So it has to be David. Uh, David's the National Geographic guy. Yeah. The other one's the Jurassic Park grandfather, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Both lovers of animals, past yes. and present. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, his dark materials. Solid first season, not amazing, but good. It was enjoyable. I really loved. Um, <clears throat> the demons, especially Pantalaimon, was so cute. And Even cuter than Baby Yoda? Mm, close the, fight. The, the, close it's fight. A, it's a, it is a close fight. And also, um, it's just good to see Daphne and Keen go from strength to strength. Ooh. And I love the fact that... What accent is this? Like, that's a real accent. Really? Yeah. Well, no. It's a slightly effective version. Her real accent is a bit more London-y. Ooh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's because yeah, this and her as X twenty three is just that she's got a long, fantastic career ahead of her. So I'm very worried like, about her because then, like, she can go one or two paths. She can either do the Jennifer Lawrence where she's stuck in franchise hell forever, or she can be like uh, Chloe Grace Moretz and like just you know, yeah, that's it. That's what you do for the rest of your life. Well, I, I think that because her father's an actor and her mother, I think, is like a TV producer in Spain. So I think she's got like good people to help make sure she doesn't get stuck in anything. Nothing like good old nepotism to keep you <laughs> occupied in Hollywood, apparently. Well, hey, look, same thing happened with Millie Bobby Brown, and she's also good. So. Same thing happened with Drew Barrymore. Same yeah. thing happened. And you know with- that shit will happen. Yes. Well, I mean, I don't think Daphne Keen was fed cocaine at the age of five, so I think she's fine. Nah, far worse drugs that we know of. Look at her eyes. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the eyes of a tired, wandered soul, right? There. I mean, my. She, she really got into character for X-23, huh? <laughs> that was serious method acting. She stuck like metal rulers up her wrists. Yeah, I'm just sorry. Did, just did bath salts and went fucking nuts. <laughs> that would actually be the fighters behind the scenes. <laughs> so like, oh, we gave an 11-year-old bath salts and just let him loose. <laughs> Jesus. The worst thing is, right? Patrick Stewart was still in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Hugh Jackman was jackmaning in the corner. <laughs> I have to do this. Hey, I, Last King fans, I'm still around. Do you have to do this? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't, but I want to. <laughs> okay, and speaking of you don't have to, but you want to, what's your first choice, Shepik? My first choice is definitely going to be uh, the amazing comedy Undone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I giggled my ass off every time Bob Odenkirk showed up. <laughs> I mean, also when he uses the portal gun to transfer his uh, like grandson across. Wait, I'm thinking about Rick and Morty again. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, this is that part of the episode where both my realities clash at the same time, and I totally lose track of where I am on this mortal plane. But yes, uh, because you might be suffering from uh, paranoid schizophrenia. No, because I've been doing hard drugs since I was five too. <laughs> oh, okay. That too. Yes. Yes, and I did taste bath salts with Patrick Stewart in them. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Can we keep going now? I mean Do you want to know how Ian McKellen tastes? I would say this Vinegary <laughs> well, anyway. I mean especially in that coat he wore in Cats My god That coat? Like, I could, no oh sir That's his real hair No that's his real hair sir Oh my they, god We had to shave him down for Lord of the Rings sir <laughs> That's not his beard <laughs> Why does the beard flow up? Ah. Oh! <laughs> Uh, he really is the Gandalf. of life answered. <laughs> he is Gandalf the Grey for a reason. Yep. <laughs> He's everyone's silver fox. Literally, there's a silver fox hiding in there. <laughs> That's not the tale. That's how he inserts the silver fox. <laughs> I can't wait. So, to anything you want to add to this TV show where you just brought up? So, uh, speaking of Undone. totally mind-bending, surreal uh, ways to describe things, uh, Undone, a show that... Oh, uh, we're still talking about this, are we? Oh, yeah. Yes, we are. I thought we were lost in the fucking weeds of, of Ian McKellen's business. Which is exactly first. what Undone does to you. Haha. Please appreciate the premise and the setup. Because to me, Undone, in terms of artistry, in terms of performance, in terms of uh, storytelling, and most definitely in terms of being really clever with animation, I would say it's a thoroughly original show that does things that I would say it's the magic of the independent spirit where it feels like you know you don't need a lot of money you don't need a lot of something to make something I would say uh, valuable but more or less like you yeah sure if you had an amazing budget think of the special effects but sometimes just through innovation and like, if you want to do something mind-bending and crazy, rather than spending so much money on special effects, just do something animated because mm. that removes your limitations. Because like, yeah, you you can't act out everything, but you can definitely draw the fuck out of everything. Yeah, and my god, they use that to the full extent. The mm-hmm. transitions when um, what she's called, what she called again? What Rosa Salazar's character? Yeah, when she's transferring. Let's call her Alita. Alma, Alma. <laughs> yeah, when Alma. Alma is going from different worlds and just like melding into like the different car. times and different bodies is like, like yeah, it was that transition is good, beautiful yeah. and mind fucking at the same time. I mean, my, my only concern about the show when I first uh, saw the trailer was basically okay. This reminds me a lot of Scanner Darkly. Reminds me a lot of Waking Life, uh, the yeah. Richard Linklater like projects, but also at the same time, uh, give it benefit of the doubt and. Uh, strangely enough, underneath the veneer of all this animation and all this artistry and definitely the watercolor like, like presented to you, Rosa Salazar's performance is one for the ages. And I would say, like, you know, she did some solid work in 2019. I mean, not yeah. only did she present to me a very valid and very necessary female superheroine mm-hmm. in an era where it's like, yeah, we can do better than Captain Marvel. <laughs> 
Because you're better than. Oh, Wonder we're good, better than Wonder Woman. And in well. fact, guys, uh, Last King fans, it exists a Hollywood adaptation of a manga anime that doesn't shit the bed. It works. <laughs> it came out in 2019. Why are we talking about the Last Jedi? Please watch Alita Battle Angel, available now on Blu-ray and DVD. <laughs> Please use the Amazon affiliate links we have down in the description. Oh God, I <laughs> wish. I wish we had Amazon money. <laughs> no, we don't have Amazon money. We don't have Netflix money. We have no money. This is still a Rinky Ding podcast. Yes. <laughs> you know, look at us here. <sighs> but, um, and then is the kind of show where. It doesn't necessarily... Like, there's some shows where you need to be in a certain mood to appreciate. Yeah. But what Andan does brilliantly is that it presents to you a very slice-of-life uh, melodrama which draws you into the surreal aspects. And I would say it's one of the few shows which puts you in the mood, which is something you can't say about a lot of TV shows nowadays. Yeah, like, even if you're, like, you're not in the right headspace, you get into it very quickly. It draws you in. You know? And there's something extremely engaging and something about it there. Like it doesn't present to you the depth, but it allows you to wade into the shallow, wade in the shallow end, and explore like the further reaches of the middle episodes. And I think what's also thoroughly crucial about shows like Undone is because it also presents the model, especially against likes of something like Netflix, right? Because Netflix at this point of time is basically this is the home for all sorts of things. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely gonna be like they're gonna McDonald's their way till the end of time. And we're looking at like stuff like HBO Go, I mean HBO, and now Amazon, like, and even Apple just stepped into the ring. And surprisingly made decent content. Yeah, what was that? The Morning Show, right? Yeah. I love that show. Uh, I haven't seen all of it though. Uh, I've got one free year of Apple TV, so I should get in on it. Mm-hmm. Get in on it. Get in on it. Uh, but then again, uh, if you have yourself some Amazon Prime, and it's... Very affordable. It's like, compare, it's like three dollars a month. It's three dollars a month. Yep, and yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. I mean, there is uh, the current streaming wars, uh, so to speak, going on between the likes of Netflix, uh, Disney Plus, which is arriving in Asia sometime this year. Is it? It's this year. Oh, okay. And then Apple TV. So it's gonna be definitely the war for our attention spans. For sure. And I think, especially right now in. I would say the precursor to the great uh, attention wars of 2020 and beyond, right? It's nice to see that places like Amazon, places like Netflix, right, are really being risky. Yeah. And they're like taking chances which we'll never get to see on network television. For sure, like Undone would never have existed on network television. Nah, it would have been that show would have been like pitched to death in pitch hell, but it wouldn't actually be. Produced. Like the only place where it might have existed is maybe on the BBC 15 years ago. When True. there was a bit more budget for that kind of stuff, but even then, I mean, it would not be what it is now. You would have like pitched it as an art show, and it wouldn't have gotten like the kind of eight episode treatment. That would have gotten got. like four episodes, six maybe, if mm. they were able to push it enough. But I mean, like especially when I when you think about television, especially when you think about modern television nowadays, right? Everything is so much dictated by viewership, dictated yeah. by subscriber numbers, and also definitely dictated by uh, basically what platform do you use? Yeah. yeah. And it's gonna be an interesting time, especially as we enter this new decade. Where it's like, you know what? I'm pretty sure right now, uh, unless you're in living in a bumfuck wherever, like, who has cable or TV or like, like you know, terrestrial TV anymore? Well, middle America, but yeah, I mean, like, civilized world. <laughs> Look, Netflix doesn't reach the trailer. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you can watch your trailers right here for Netflix. Hey. Anyway, uh, but um. And I would say this, right, to me, it's definitely the dawning of an era of 
I would say quality television because I mean we can only look back at something like say Breaking Bad, something like Lost, yeah. where these were definitely genre defining breaking the mold kind of television shows which existed on network television. Yeah. And on network television budgets. <laughs> and then we'll see something like Netflix throwing like fuckloads of money on all sorts of garbage, right? But also every once in a while, like, you know, it's nice to look across the pond and look at things like Amazon and look yeah. at things like Apple TV and think to yourself like, there's going to be quality content everywhere and that we're was... all going to win. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like, if you can afford to do it. And I think actually it's not super unaffordable, all of these, yeah. You know, you have all these subscriptions combined is cheaper than any cable plan that ever existed. I mean, like, you know, a sports package here in Singapore is obscenely What are you expensive. talking about? We're the last king. We don't do sports, sir. We're nerds. <laughs> That's how we get these guns, these Henry Cavill guns, playing games with our thumbs. God, I wish I could look like uh, Henry Cavill just from playing games. <laughs> no, we already do. What are you talking about? Henry Cavill wish he could look like us. <laughs> <laughs> what slightly overweight in t-shirts <laughs> these are muffin tops sir these are my hip abs <laughs> <Right>. yes <laughs> this is what peak performance looks like you might not a... like it <laughs> uh, man who lifts weights we have actions permitted <laughs> look at all my hotkeys <laughs> these are my binds <laughs> He's oh, sounding more and more like Arnold for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Arnold. Ah. I want. I want to see that like a equivalent to Arnold Schwarzenegger, like speaking like that, but talking about like. I'm a gamer. You gotta press the keyboard. Uh. Look at my clock speed. Uh. I play CS:GO. <laughs> you go to hell now. Yeah, you go to hell. You die. <laughs> I'm Arnold. <laughs> I think he's a gamer. He's definitely a gamer. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's German. Oh, different spelling. He's Austrian. <laughs> Austrian. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, good day, mate. <laughs> no. What was I talking about again? Uh, undone. So exactly like this the TV show. Fucking undone. That's for sure. Notice how I went from totally surreal, crazy comedy, serious moment, and then back to stupidity again. Oh, okay, so this is your meta way of talking. This is about my undone. super meta way of reviewing Undone. If you love experiences which <laughs> gradually tangent into all sorts of directions and does it in a way that isn't jarring, but is extremely engaging and most importantly, in a way that is emotionally binding. Yeah. Undone to me is the best show of 2019. It's also my favorite show of 2019. Now let's talk about shows that I kind of care about, but uh, you know, probably didn't put enough preparation into mentioning. <laughs> yeah. So I really like Bojack too. <laughs> of course, I mean, you know. Because Mr. Peanut Butter is the face of depression. depression. The true face of depression. Yeah. <laughs> A golden Labrador Retriever. Uh, this is so genius. <laughs> I mean, um, I can't remember the name of the person who created it, but created it but bravo that was you the, <laughs> you motherfucker you the, com- <laughs> the culmination of how many years worth of absolutely beautiful writing for that fantastic joke <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 that this... joke only works if you watch every single episode no that's what I'm worried about is that is that the thing was Mr. Peanut Butter was, that was the setup the whole time that's the bit he had this, they had this one idea. What if we had the happiest, most, uh, like, you know, fervent Labrador retrieve, golden retriever be the face of depression? Ah, but we need to give him some sort of backstory. How about for five fucking seasons? <laughs> Not even for five episodes. For five fucking seasons, he's just comic relief and goofy. And all of a sudden, wait, he has an arc now? <laughs> he, he fucks up. 
No, no, he what, he what, fucks what? up his marriage basically. No, he doesn't time. fuck up. He, he's literally he suck he's he was he successes fucks up. I don't know how to yeah. say. Yeah, he he, uh, he fails up. He fails upwards. He fails, he up. fails up. That fucking episode where. Like if only uh, we had enough spaghetti strainers. Oh or my god, god, that episode! Again, that's a season-long build-up. What to a one joke. setup! It's a really good setup, guys. No, and, and that's the thing is, like, I, me- I really want to meet all the writers of BoJack and like shake him by the hand. No, I, I can imagine like their Trello board, right? As they're like planning out their their production schedule. It's like we have this joke. We gotta save it. Okay, we have it in this pile first, and then it's like we need to activate the yeah. wheel. We'll joke. distract everyone with animal puns all the way no, through no, while we set this up. We're we're gonna, the sex pun- no, the sex puns. The animal puns are just like the light seasoning to keep you interested. No, like wait, the distractions. Line. Yes. No, let's let let's <laughs> let's distract them with fucking earth-shattering, depressive, <laughs> super emotional, like. Some of the darkest shit ever, and then we launch the orca whale with the spaghetti yes. stra- And that's what I love about Bojack Horseman because it's like it's all the emotions. It is a true roller coaster ride. Of um, <laughs> one thing is your sanity because you start relating to he's a horse. Yeah, <laughs> why do I feel for this person? Oh gosh, I mean, uh, I would. I'm still waiting for my meow meow fuzzy face spin off. Yeah, that character deserves a lot more attention than you're getting, and uh, I know I also want to give a minor shout out to a show that uh, you know was a flash in the pan for a hot second, Tuka and Bertie, which I thought yes. that was such a wonderful. It's a wonderful season. happy show. Unfortunately, like, got cancelled. I really feel for Lisa Hanawa because she poured so much of her soul into that, and I mean, just into the numbers, which is really sad. I mean, you yeah, uh, it's like you can't survive in like I would say. It is the model nowadays. It is yeah. what, what is the attention span of the audience, what it is that, you know, attracts them and gets subscribers. Yeah, although, because like, the yeah. first episode is eating the ashes of a grandma and a cake. Yes. I mean, how can you not want I to want, watch more of that? I wanted more. Yeah. <laughs> and I got more. It got better. Yeah. <sighs> but you know what? I would say this. Tukan Bertie, ahead of its time. Uh, in terms of... Uh, a, well, I do appreciate the boys as well. Mm-hmm. Because I love me some... Uh, <laughs> and, well, well, and anti-Marvel <laughs> anti-Marvel yeah TV show with quite a bit of violence come to think of it yes. still hands down my favourite moment when they humanise fucking the Aquaman analogue where yeah, that he's getting raped deep. by a woman who sticks her fingers into his weird gills and he's like <laughs> wincing and saying oh it hurts and, ah yeah. you love it and I was like why why am I related then to follow, this asshole followed up with everybody hurts from R.E.M. Did he, oh my god didn't he just force some poor Star Girl to go and like suck his dick and like now I yeah. like him. This show is this show is playing with my mom, with me too much. Yeah, but I'm also gonna give another shout outs to a show that was also very similar to Tuka and Bertie was a flash in the pan that should have gotten a lot more attention, but unfortunately did not uh, do enough numbers to launch a platform. I'm talking about Swamp Thing, oh, yeah. which uh, came yes, out, yes. which was fucking amazing, and unfortunately, is the DC streaming service still gonna be a thing? It is actually. They still have the the Teen Titans shows, the Teen Titans Go, and the Harley Quinn uh, uh, animated show. Yeah, apparently the Harley Quinn show is really good. It's really alright. It's alright. Really alright. Alright. Yeah. Uh, But is it enough for you to subscribe, sir? Definitely not. I mean, maybe if there are other better shows to complement Harley Quinn, sure, why not? 
I think the whole Arrowverse thing they're doing is like a big push to push up subscriber numbers. Wait, but, but that one you kind of need a lot of. You need to do your homework, unfortunately. You have to probably watch like a couple of the older yeah. episodes I mean, leading up to Crisis. I mean, like they included fucking Lucifer in it, and that was a surprise to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because because te- technically Sandman is DC. But also at the same time, they have uh, on Netflix the I Lucifer show. Which is kind of loosely tied to that universe as well. I don't know, is it based on the comics or is it its own entity? It's, I think it's its own. No, the character yeah. is based on uh, the Sandman, uh, Lucifer Morningstar. Yeah, there you go. So it's like, oh wait, is Sandman going to appear in this one? Nope. Why? I mean, because that was, that's an amazing trash show. I, I liked it. Yeah, I mean, uh, like uh, the detective is awful, but... <laughs> she tries, come she, on. She tries, but I don't know what it is, but she can't emote properly. But um, Lucifer's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Slimy, smarmy, you mm-hmm. just want to be him. He must be a gamer. Oh, <laughs> He's definitely a gamer. <laughs> With a capital G. <laughs> but yes, uh, if you manage to uh, subscribe to DC... Uh, what's the stream service called again? DC... This is called DC... Uh, DC Unlimited yeah, or something. DCU, where you is Unlimited. Uh, watch Swamp Thing, watch it to death. Uh, some quality superheroing, but also leaning towards the... Why is this... Like, one of the best horror stories I've ever seen. Not only that, some of the best body horror this side of David Cronenberg's entire catalogue. And... Okay, we need to talk about it because SEO. So, we all enjoy Rick and Morty, right? (laughs) Slut Dragon! Uh, (laughs) Slut Dragon! (laughs) Yeah, that's the only episode I've seen. That's about it. That's the only episode you need to see, sir. I mean... It came out at just the right time because that means every subsequent D&D session I have has <laughs> It's gonna have a fucking Slut Dragon mod or something, yeah. right? No, we're not doing this for the SEOs. Technically, the whole season isn't out yet, but fuck us, we love us on Rick and Morty. That was amazing. And the fucking talking cat. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> that okay. episode, right? Yeah. No, especially when they, they semi-revealed, like, oh, why, what, what did you do? And it's like, oh my god! Like, what the hell? Like, Watch, watching Rick lose his mind, like, ah! We need a, to kill it! <laughs> there's a fan theory that it's just him fucking something. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, uh, well, but I would say this, in terms of, like, uh, if you want to compare it to everything else on our tier list at this point of time, right? When you think about Jumbo Jack Horse, when you think about Undone, you think about all these shows, and we think, like, what's that one show that we cannot stop rewatching? It's gotta be Rick and Morty. Yeah. It's gotta be the, you see the episode, and you need to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. You know, because it's like, god damn it, Jerry is now my favorite guy on the show. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> he used to be so one note. But now he's like, one of the most wonderfully pathetic people to watch. Dude, the episode where he had to develop that app, and they made <laughs> Love Finders, and then it's like, what a stupid name for an app. And then it's him with his whiteboard, and Love Finders, best idea circle. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> no, also, that in that same episode, where it's basically, hey, uh, Morty, it's gonna be you and me, uh, like, you and me, and you, and son. a dad and Morty adventure. <laughs> High five. No, you still suck. <laughs> his own son. It's like... <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair, they are have given him many more chances than anyone ever should. Yeah, true that. True. <coughs> I mean, they also, well, like they, a, they tried to make him sympathetic because in the last season he was going through was the whole very, separation thing. It was also very mean spirited last season. True that because we don't know is that the real Beth? <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. that the clone or is that her? And even she doesn't know. Yeah, I mean that was. Yeah, that was a powerful episode. And I also love the fact that, that Justin Roiland was like basically, nah, we're not gonna explain it. <laughs> yeah. We're just gonna start the season straight away. Uh, whatever you do, don't develop this app. <laughs> Would you like to develop an app? I want 50%! <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And oh. then like, 
you know, he's floating and like, the only thing he needs to not do is lose his shoes. <laughs> so of course, the first thing he does is lose his fucking shoe. Yes. Oh god, wait, can I mention the app episode one more time? Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. I want to mention this one moment which I saw my girlfriend burst out laughing and that's very rare. Mm-hmm. It was basically when Summer was going between her fifth or sixth uh, soulmate. Oh yeah. And basically like the mom is like, Ah, oh, you can't stop me, I need to find my true love. You don't know true love. I'm gonna lock you up forever. I'm going to mother the fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, oh my god, this is my life. <laughs> and I was like, wait. Which soulmate am I? <laughs> yeah, which one? That, uh, Please, number one. <laughs> on the long list, like you actually, you're number nine. On the on the long list, no, yeah, I'm, I'm a close nine. I'm at least a top ten. Top yeah, ten, yeah. sirs. At least you're in the top ten. Yes. No, yes. Not, not, technically, not, you're in the top ten. Technically, you're I'm in the top nine. ten, but not the first ten. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's okay. Oh, I'm the second season. <laughs> actually, there's one more show that I forgot to. Make an honorable mention of. Sure, let's squeeze it in. Um, Silicon Valley. Oh yeah, it finished yet. this year, right? If I recall. Yeah, it's it's, it's gone forever. Finished. Uh, yeah, this is the last season. What is Kumail Nanjiani gonna do? Uh, actually, work in Silicon Valley. <laughs> Turn into a fucking brick shit house. Jesus Christ, that picture. Oh, he got ripped for what again? Yeah, he the got Eternals. ripped. Who does he play in the Eternals? One of them, I don't know. Which Eternal is the God of Curry again? <laughs> <laughs> I can say yes, it. You're allowed to make that joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, this is the first time, like, actually, yes, unequivocally, you are allowed to make that joke. <laughs> Not even unequivocally. Anytime I can make yeah. that joke. Oh, <laughs> I but am yeah. Tandoori, the god of curry. <laughs> with, the the power of curry. Of, <laughs> with the power of clay ovens. <laughs> As I drive my taxi. <laughs> I can say it. All right. <laughs> so, this podcast will be like one hour of Shafiq singing Dr. Bombay's. It's oh, but dude, you know, you know what blew me away? What? He's actually from Sweden. Okay. <laughs> Doctor yeah, Bombay yeah. was some white guy doing brown face, pretending to be Indian, <laughs> singing trashy techno songs. <laughs> Have you heard of Doctor Bombay? More lovely. No, and I don't want to. This is why I love the '90s so much, dude. The lyrics. Euro trash all the way through. Calcutta. I am a taxi driver, man in Calcutta. Taxi, 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 taxi. <laughs> It's like that some... sounds like a very 90s production. <laughs> and also, hurry, 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 hurry buy need... my rice and curry. Hurry, 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 I need my rice and curry. <laughs> buy one for two, special price for you. Oh, remember when racism was fun? Yes, it was. <laughs> good times, good, good times. times. <laughs> Speaking of fun racism, uh, yeah, Silicon Valley. <laughs> yeah, Silicon Valley. Uh, fantastic last season. Uh, they spoof, um, what's his face? Uh, Zuckerbots, uh, uh, Congress. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They use Richard Hendricks in the show. It's pretty yeah. hilarious. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you want to spoil, go ahead. Because I unfortunately am one of those losers who never managed to catch any of this. Well, it's because he needs the pace to be able to speak, but he's not next to the microphone. So he's like this really intense conversation, like away from the microphone. He actually pulled the microphone like, away, right? Yeah, he's like <laughs> pulling the microphone out to like walk along with it. And then finally someone comes along and gives him a, a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, and let's all forget about the Rust Fest episode as well too. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty epic per se. Yeah, I mean, nothing quite uh, has topped the moment where they like, try to work out the most efficient way to jack off a room full of guys. Literally jack off a room full of guys. Yeah, basically they're like using... Ins- Inside out to compression to try and like work out the best <coughs> way to like jack off people most efficiently. 
Like, mm. you should be able to, like, you'll go from dick to dick if you could, you could do four at once if you like. Of course, that's how you normally do it, sir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for showing me the hand motions, especially, <laughs> yeah. to paint a clearer picture. <laughs> It's from the show, okay? Not from experience. Oh, that's also the second <laughs> season. The Condor <laughs> episode was also the best. The Condor running joke. It builds up all the way to like... Um, so, uh, the, the, the guys in the team actually streaming... Like doing a live stream about a guy who was supposed to feed a Condor and then it fell down and broke his leg, if I recall. Oh, and that stream yeah. went on. That's the best season so far of the show. Yeah, best season of the show, best episode of the season. Uh, best uh, best season that leads up to that joke, basically. Build up, building that's up and everything. Season... Oh, second two, season two. Season oh yeah, season two. Because yeah, they moved towards a video streaming. Uh, yeah. This sounds like another one of those uh, Last King retrospectives where Shafiq, you need to watch all of this because you can do a retrospective. Right. In a way, in a way, yes, yes. Okay, fine. But suffice to say, season six, or was it five? Uh, of uh, Silicon Valley, really good stuff. Not as strong as the earlier seasons, but still, you know, it's a nice little heartwarming ending per se. It's a, it's a good way to wrap it up. Okay, but it didn't suffer from too much wrap-up itis, right? No, no, like, no. I'm definitely like, not. Definitely <coughs> not. And they did a good thing in like, getting rid of TJ Miller early, so like they could just focus on like, you know, the good shit. Well, he's too busy making Aliens Underwater. What's that movie called? Oh, yeah. It's called Underwater. underwater. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the hashtag again? Underwater, was it? I don't know, dude. Who the fuck managed to trademark Underwater? Seriously. <laughs> I mean, whoever did that, fucking bravo. Fucking bravo. <laughs> How much did you pay for it? Good stuff. Well, we can only afford Kristen Stewart after that. Ah. <laughs> hey, come on, she's good. Oh, we can only afford T.G. Miller after that. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, of the sweet Silicon Valley money, I'm just going to be doing Deadpool sequels and this piece of shit movie. Well, like, he left Silicon Valley to go do the Emoji movie. Of course. I mean, how else are you going to start along the lines of Patrick Stewart playing? What is he again? Poop? Number yeah, two. Poop <laughs> the, the poop emoji. He was the poop emoji. Sir Patrick Stewart. It probably sounded really funny on paper. Toilet paper. Yeah, anyway, yeah. boys. And I think that's a note where we can end this episode. Shall we? Are we not going to yes, be mentioning should. what shows are we looking forward to in 2020? Uh, I don't know what's coming on 2020, so... Hopefully a whole bunch of shit because yeah. I'm really looking forward to if I'm not mistaken. Definitely guys... the boy season two will be out end of twenty twenty. Yes, somewhere uh, along those lines. Yeah, I mean, too long a wait for me, sir. Which season two is coming out twenty twenty one, unfortunately. Which is fine. Take your time. I, I don't think, mind. I think it's like material season two also might be end of this year. They've already started production, so if they can do posts fast enough, then maybe we'll get like a November release for that one. But I think, isn't like Winter Soldier and the Falcon going to be coming out this year? Uh, this Plus? year as well too. On oh the shit, Plus. yeah, that's coming out. Oh, yeah. and don't forget the second the second half of BoJack uh, Season 6 and Dude Play Season 6. Oh, that's coming, coming out. out. Season 4 that's coming, coming out, out this soon, year? soon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm, anyway, you guys fans of The Good Place? I love The Good Place. Oh yeah, place. dude, it's really, really good. Good stuff. Like, it's it's very nice and sweet, uh, but also very clever. Okay. Kind of, there was a nice build-up to the twist in Season 1, and then they actually build up upon that in Season 2 and Season 3 onwards, where they mix it around with metaphors and how they deal with the afterlife and so forth and so forth. Yeah, and they, but, it's a really good way of like introducing people to, like, basic philosophical thoughts. Like, they do the trolley problem in, like, the best way. <laughs> oh my god, that was a really good episode, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, dude, like make the um, ethics professor professor do the trolley problem, but if it was run by a sociopath, which is what basically if like three on one reel, one on the other reel. Who would yeah. you save? Yeah, pretty much. But like uh. he has to do it in real life because it's yeah, it's a simulation, so he has to do it. Good place. Mm -hmm. mm, no, it's it's a. I would recommend if you haven't seen it yet. I'm surprised you never mentioned Barry. 
I completely forgot Barry came out. This oh year. yes, season two <laughs> this year. Yeah, I really like the new season. That was so good. <laughs> oh, there's there's been so much good TV. I completely forgot that that came out. Mm, so definitely not in your top ten since you mentioned ten already. No, no, no. I mean, I think we it, need to reshuffle the lists. No, I think I think it's just because maybe I assumed it came out last year or something. I don't know why I didn't even like think of it when I was making my list. Well, technically it did. It's 2020 now. Yeah, true. Hey. Mm. So wait, anybody gonna be subscribing to Disney Plus once it arrives here in Asia? Uh, sure. Probably, probably. Out but of obligation, I guess. Out of obligation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you hear that Disney Plus? You want us to give good reviews on your shows? You give us free accounts. Well, I mean, like, I get the feeling that if I don't get Disney Plus, I won't understand what the fuck's going on in the Marvel movies anymore. So it'd be like required reading. Remember when you watched all of the Defenders and the Iron Fist and the Punisher and the Daredevil and it had nothing to do with Avengers? Well, yeah, but that's because that was Netflix making it. This is Disney making it. Okay, so remember when uh, Disney made that like uh, Spider-Man movie that had nothing to do with the Avengers? Which one? All of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, he... Homecoming was kind of tied in. Kind of tied in? Well, I mean, like, kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it's the formula, sir. I can't wait to see Doctor Strange with the new director because the old director just got fired. Yeah, he just got fired. He didn't, he yes. didn't get fired. He left for, for creative differences. That's a nice way of saying got fired. It's, it's like how it's Edgar said, Wright left for creative differences. Yes. Well, it's because he said it's going to be a horror movie and then Feige said, no, it's not going to be a horror movie and then he left. Yeah. Which is sad, but... I mean, who wants, like, you know variety in our Marvel movies, right? <laughs> we we, wow. we, we kind of want things to be, you know, predictable. Exactly the same thing over and over again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so That's we're slightly. definitely looking forward to the slew of uh, uh, superhero stuff, yeah. Especially uh, the TV shows. <laughs> man. I mean, like, you know, I'll watch Black Widow. It'll probably be the closest Is that one. out this year? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the first one. How did she film that and A Marriage Story at the same time? <laughs> I think the marriage yeah. story, you could probably film that in a week because it's like in a bedroom. Dude, that is some of uh, her finest work. And I also yeah. saw Jojo Rabbit. Oh my god, she was so good in Jojo She, Rabbit. Scarlett Johansson is currently reminding me like, this is why Woody Allen like made her his muse for like the the later part of his like film career. Yeah. He's like, oh my god, she's an amazing actress. If you give her something to do. Yeah, if she works yeah. with someone who understands that she is actually a good comedic actress. Mm -hmm. but and I think we're going to be talking about Marriage Story in a, car, in a future episode when we actually do our oh, I can't wait to talk about Marriage Story. Yeah. God damn it. Adam Driver can fucking act. Yes. Oh yeah, he is he amazing. God damn it, you know. And I would also want to say this. Uh, Last King fans, what was your favorite television show? And what was the show that we totally missed out on? Please yeah. let us know. Or in fact... Don't, because we don't care. Yeah, we don't care. <laughs> and like, I mean, just by empirical... Maybe a little bit. We do care a little bit. Maybe a little yeah. bit. Nah, we do need people watching our show, right? Yeah. Like, oh nah, we don't need anyone watching the show. Hey, all listeners, fuck you. Your opinions don't matter. <laughs> hey, you guys, nothing to us. you guys didn't talk about hustle and flow. Like, no, I, I don't care. <laughs> what about Empire? Fuck Empire. It's kind Wait, of okay. Wait, Empire is still going on? Holy shit. Yeah, it's still okay, going it's on. It's coming back oh, this year. And I'm wondering how they're going to ease out uh, <laughs> nah, he's Jesse's. Coming back. He's coming back. They've already announced he's coming back. <laughs> I, what oh, a whole lot of fucking nothing that was. Huh? I already know the arc. 
I already know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I hope they just shit on Jesse Smollett the entire time. Fucking, what's that guy's name? Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard's just gonna slap the fuck out of him. You do <laughs> not behave that way in public! <laughs> like, that's just him. That's him coming back for that one episode. Uh, to the closet with you! <laughs> I don't know, I kinda like Empire. It, it's so, like, it's basically like those uh, 80s kind of like shows like Dallas or Dynasty. But black um, people! <laughs> like, oh, okay. That's fine. I mean... That's fine. It's not good. <laughs> Neither were those shows I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good comfort food in a sense. No, yeah. I mean... Yeah. Oh, if anyone says you, like, no, it's enjoyable, but it's shit. <laughs> it's, I watched it. I can't stand it. It's... it's Oh, it's bad, but I really enjoy watching it because it's... it's, it's trashy how bad it is. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a CW show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So... It's like that level of trashy where like no one is likable, so you can just like kind of appreciate the psychopath going around being weird. Mm. Speaking of psychopaths and uh, doing weird things and uh, street justice, I would like to recommend one Netflix documentary that kind of blew my mind. And since we don't have an SEO category, oh, for don't it, fuck with cats, you mean? I love that. I uh, really want to watch it, so don't spoil it. Uh, they, they don't fuck cats. I know they don't fuck cats. <laughs> I, know, I know the premise. So. I don't know, because you seem to be enjoying cats way too much. Well, no, I enjoy cats for different reasons. Mm-hmm. You heard that last King fans? It's he enjoys cats for different reasons. It's not, no. Cats <laughs> That's is, the quotable right there, dude. Cats is great because it proved to me categorically wait, 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 wait. that I'm not a furry. Take your time. Take your time to just back away from this, <laughs> this pitfall that I've set up for you. Because I'm enjoying this. No, I watched cats and... There are some extremely attractive people there, and mm? I felt nothing. In fact, <laughs> I was nothing. horrified. I was horrified at how attracted I was to nothing. That's not what I said. I know. And I think on that note, we can end the show, right? Yeah, guys? this is a good, a good place. This is a sneak peek to can the I next episode, which ask is best you, movies. Can I ask you, sir? Yes? How were Taylor Swift's titties, and how are the jiggle physics? <laughs> they were... <laughs> Like uh, Taylor Swift, uh, bland and overhyped. <laughs> that note, boys and girls. <laughs> can't wait till we talk about cats, huh? Yep. Oh man. Next episode. I can't wait because I, I, it's been almost two seasons since I used the hashtag no bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time we brought that shit back. Uh, yeah, that was like a minor break, wasn't it? <laughs> oh yes. It's not only going to be a cat's review. Yeah. We're gonna definitely have to revisit our furry or not furry quiz segment. <laughs> <laughs> Would you, could you, or should you? <laughs> yeah, marry, fuck, kill. Marry, for kill. Skimble Shanks, uh, McCavity, well, Gust of Fear to cats. <laughs> like fucking Idris Elfa as Mephistopheles. <laughs> as like a fucking Kendall cat. No, no, wait, that was Jason Derulo, right? He's the one who had too much of a cock, right? They had to, like, <laughs> CGI his cock out. <laughs> they CGI'd his cock out, but they forgot to put the fur in, like, Judy Dench for some reason, right? Yeah. No, wait, did you see Unpatched or Patch Cast? Unpatched. The best version. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> like, human hands! <laughs> I mean, we're kind of, sh- like, showing our hand here. Hey! But, hey. um... Yeah, we will have a full review of Cats soon. We I have promise. to, because nothing else is going to happen in January I mean, March. I really wanted that to be our uh, double feature for us. Uh, Star, Star Wars, Wars and Cats, right? it didn't work out. <laughs> nah, Star Wars it was not good. <laughs> it was. It was a different kind of kitty litter, yeah. 
so. Yeah, one that's been shat in and scripts <laughs> around. Is Chewbacca a furry? Technically, right? I mean, technically, yeah. Yeah. Alright, now we can end this episode. So, right. uh, <laughs> let's just leave this as it is. Yeah, this has been... In the uh, corner where it deserves to be. Yeah. Oh, wait, who is that again? This, this is Toffee here. And... Oh, and Essential Toffee, I guess. And, uh... Mm-hmm. This is Shafiq looking himself in the corner. Signing out. <laughs> <laughs>